Welcome to Are We There Yet? In exploration and education in anime, I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander Gonzalez. And I'm Brendan McCulley, your anime Moses Lack. Okay. It's very apt. It's very specific, and it's very apt. You're gonna... Uh, fla- um, flaming Mo <laughs> Is the bartender from The Simpsons. Oh. Yeah. As if I would know his last name. <laughs> You don't know Mo, good old Mo. Say <laughs> some guy is dissing your fly girl. <laughs> Gotta hit him with one of these. So we were looking for ugly, not ugly, ugly. We're looking for ugly, pug, fugly, mug, bugly. <laughs> <laughs> so many good bump heads. Yeah. Uh, Why well, are we talking about Mo today? Tell yeah. me what what what's going on? What are what are we watching? He's deep in my heart. I'm always thinking about Mo. Mm. So rascal. Oh, yeah. No. Um, this week. We're watching a show I'm picking, and for once, I don't think it's bad. Oh, from other, <laughs> not promising. I don't. I haven't watched it. I don't know anything beyond the opening, um, but I hear a lot of recommendations. So I figured we'd uh, it'd be a chance for me to knock it off my list, and I'll drag you guys along for the ride. Uh, this week we're watching Death Parade. Yay. Uh, what a parade! Uh, if, when I was a young boy, I, someone uh, had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I naturally know nothing about this. D, are you familiar at all? Uh, yeah, I've heard the name. The opening, like Brendan said, is pretty iconic, and I had to look it up because I so free the swimming anime right. was made from a commercial. Oh yeah, and. I, for some reason, also thought Death Parade was made from a commercial, but I looked it up and it was a short for like a young animators competition Mm. that got made into an anime. So, oh, neat. Good for them. We love to see it. Uh, We're selling hearses. That's uh, where that ad came from. (laughs) Death Parade. Come on down to our funeral home. We'll (laughs) free drink with every dead loved one. Well... (laughs) That's a fine business practice. Kill your family members and get a free (laughs) alcoholic beverage. That would be more predatory of like, hey, you got a dead loved one? Start up, take up drinking. Here's a vice. Here's the cope with the loss. Hey, if you, the listener, need an alibi, come watch the first three episodes of the show with us, where you definitely were and definitely we are too. Yep, here we go. to play a game <laughs> okay uh, has anyone made that joke about the show before i'm sure we're the first because we're very on topic with this we're on time <laughs> yeah this is a we're brand new show and we're making a brand new reference never been heard before you're hearing it here first folks <laughs> definitely wasn't expecting a trendy cabaret saw anime 
uh, when I picked this show. I Like I said, I really knew nothing about it, but it wasn't that. Was not prepared for that. I love that description. <laughs> <laughs> if someone told me it was that, I would have watched it a lot sooner. <laughs> that's Yeah, if I knew that's what it was, I probably would have picked it up earlier. <laughs> I thought it was just like a bunch of crazy kids hanging out at a bar with a bunch of neon lights. But uh, no. Goofy. More trauma. If we know one thing about D, it's they love a death game. <laughs> I, you're absolutely fucking right. <laughs> so, we start off with episode one. It opens uh, two elevator doors opening uh, side by side, dropping off a man and a woman. They say their names a few times. It does not matter. We don't really nope. see them much after this. So, man and woman. Um, and we see them... Uh, Arriving confused, not sure where they are, not sure why they're here. It's a very uh, fancy hallway that kind of leads out into a Japanese garden, which is super common and definitely what where you want to be when you wake up from unconsciousness. Uh, yeah, wouldn't you? Honestly, yeah. It looks. It looks <laughs> the lovely. vibes are immaculate. I would visit <laughs> if they made this bar in real life. I would go here. Mm-hmm. Someone should a pop up bar. Um, so they walk on out, and as they like walk towards the garden, they turn and see there's a bar on the side of it. And they see a very stoic, white-haired man, and he says, Welcome to Quinn Deckham. And then we get the opening. We got Bradio going. You've heard it before. You love it. It's a solid bop. <laughs> uh, and then when we cut back, the man introduces himself as Deckham, the host of Quinn Deckham, which is so weird. I named it myself. <laughs> There are originally five of me. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Five Brendan Podcast. I'm Brendan. Like, it's weird. weird Um, And he asks if they remember anything before arriving here. And they say, not really. We think we were on our honeymoon. And that's about all we really remember. And he goes, fantastic. Let me get to the meat of the situation and explain the five rules of this game. And like, what? And he just starts rattling off. Um saying first rule he can't explain he can't provide them any more information about the location uh second rule they will be playing a game today third rule the game is determined by a roulette fourth rule the stakes of the game are their lives and fifth rule they can't leave until the game is completed all right moving on uh (laughs) no questions thank you rule four really just sneaks in there like hey it's it's a death game good good, good luck (laughs) um and we cannot stress enough that rule one is don't ask any questions after that. Okay, cool. <laughs> but what about rule one? Uh, so the couple obviously gets mad and uh, grabs him by the collar and is like, what are you, what are you talking about? What are, you're insane. Well, no, they don't grab him by the collar. Um, but they're like, well, let's try and get out of here. And they go through hallways and opening up the doors and they can't find their way out. They're like, we can't get out. He goes, yeah, that's, that's what I said. I told you <laughs> that. I went over this. Were you not listening? There's only five rules. Uh, and he recommends he recommends playing the game. He says, you don't have to play the game, but it's, it's, it's going to be much worse if you don't. So uh, as he says that, the bar behind him starts opening up a bit, like segmented panels, and we see a bunch of bodies hanging from hooks behind him, which is, again, really shocking because I didn't know what the show was besides, like, Bradio Funk. So uh, <laughs> that took a hard turn for me. Uh, and he offers again. He's like, you want to play the game? And uh, husband's like, uh, yeah, this guy's clearly unstable. Let's let's humor him a bit and just see if we can get out of here. Uh, so they start the roulette, and it lands on darts. And once again, we see the bar start transforming, and we see two pillars down the hallway just shoot down from the sky, containing dartboards. So they'll be playing against each other. 
and Deckham explains the rules of darts. Info dump. Check. Uh, <laughs> and we see when uh, the dartboard lights up, each panel is tied to a body part. So we got a bunch of different segments of like eyes, heart, legs, shoulders, ass. 11 points for ass. That's a rough uh, one. <laughs> I thought it'd be higher. <laughs> uh, and he says, the higher the score, the higher pain they'll feel when it's tied to it. So again, darts can hit the big spot. And at one point, you get the smaller spots and it's double the points. So it'll be more pain for double the points. Um, and the couple doesn't believe him because it's that's some crazy voodoo magic bullshit. Why would they believe him? <laughs> I'm a doctor. I think I know how medicine works. <laughs> you, can, you can tell he's a doctor because he's forced to say it immediately <laughs> upon it meeting him. Um, so the couple don't believe him. and says The man's like, I, we'll figure out a way out of this. Don't worry. Uh, so the man, uh, so they start playing the game and the man picks up a dart and throws up the board and hits the shoulder right on cue the woman like grabs her shoulder and it's like ah that hurt he's like oh he's like no it's probably just like a, a nervous like tick or something or a muscle spasm or something it, it's fine and it's like yeah let me give it a shot and the woman throws her dart and hits uh hits like the chest area i don't know exactly what it was and the guy just grabs his chest and oh i think they said it was this lung and he's like <laughs> wheezing it's like oh that's much worse um so the man runs up and grabs Deckham. He's asking, like, what the hell's going on? How's he doing this? Like, I'm, I'm a doctor. There's no seams. There's no, you know. Again, I, I'm a doctor. I know what it looks like to get stabbed. Respect. There were no signs of surgery on me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Deckham repeats himself, saying uh, that they can stop, but their lives are on the line. So it's not recommended. And they can throw the game if they want. So they already threw some darts. They already got a different point score. So if they really wanted to, they could just throw all the darts and miss on purpose. Uh, but since she got a higher point, she'd be living. Uh, she'd be the winner of the game, and he would. So the man goes back uh, to his wife and says, "Like, hey, we can just throw the game and stop hurting each other. So we don't have to keep you know throwing darts at the board." Uh, and the woman points out, "Like, hey, if you if." We do that, though. I will win. He's like, ah, don't worry about that. We, we don't worry about that right now. We have six more darts. What what could go wrong? And, and We're both decent people at this point, right? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't some weird purgatory where we're being judged for our actions. No, of course not. Um, and in his head, he's uh, he says he doesn't worry about the game as long as uh, he's with her. Um, and then remembers the bodies being strung up behind the bar and you know, kind of panics for a second. And we see them just throwing darts, and they're throwing they're throwing them at the ground on purpose. And we see him at his second to last dart, and he hits the board, causing her to like spit up some blood. And he's like, "Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that." Uh, so My she, hand slipped. Yeah, in his <laughs> moment of panic, he he hit the board and nailed it perfectly. <laughs> uh, oh no, I could have thrown it anywhere in this fucking room, but I guess I, I had to throw it at the dartboard, the yeah, one place I don't want to throw it. They could have just dropped them. They didn't have to throw, like, <laughs> or threw behind them. It's super easy to not hit them. Anyway, uh, she throws her second to last dart and nails them right in the eye. But she scores double the points, so she got both eyes. Ouch. Grabbing them and screaming. Um, and she says it wasn't on purpose. It was an accident. She apologizes. And we see, like, Deckham cleaning up the table that he knocked over when he was rolling around in agony. Um, she says it was an accident. Uh, but if he needs to hit the board... Uh, again to like pay her back uh try not to hit her stomach as she like rubs her belly and he kind of hits like oh you're pregnant she's, ah, she's uh, ah. i say pregnant the same way i say ghost 
What does that tell you about me? Uh, she <laughs> says she's 10 weeks pregnant, and she wants to surprise him on the honeymoon. She hasn't told anyone yet. And we get little flashbacks of, like, her sleeping in and, like, declining drinks at the bar and stuff. And kind of, like, hints at he could have seen the signs. Uh, so he hugs her, saying he's happy, uh, and he th- that he thinks he's going to be a father. And uh, so he stands back up and goes to throw the dart. Uh, and as soon as he does, he hits her right in the stomach for double the points. He's not that happy. <laughs> wow. Uh, really goofed that one, man. Like, fucked that one up. Wow. Really? The one place where it shouldn't have gone. Really oh, uh, sly. For double the points, too. It's honestly impressive. <laughs> he can say it with a straight face and then do that. Um, so she only uh, she still has one dart left. And uh, she's mad at him for doing exactly what she asked him not to. And he says he can't believe... Uh, he can't believe he almost forgot all about that, and his tone really changes. Uh, so we get a flashback of what he's referring to. <gasps> See, on their wedding day, he's walking down the hall, and he overhears some of her friends in the bathroom getting ready, and they're talking about how uh, her, 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 Machi talking about how Machi always wins when she's uh, when she tries to play something. She always wins, and they can't believe she got a rich husband, doctor, and a hot boyfriend. Like so impressive. And he found it out, yeah, no less on their wedding. And the whole time he pretended like he didn't hear it. They got married. They went through with the ceremony. They're on their honeymoon now. But the whole time he knew. He knew. I Mm. chimed in with a wife. (laughs) (laughs) This show is all about the early 2000s or late 2000s emo scene. Yeah. (laughs) FCR, we got fan of this guy. Um, So they start arguing back and forth about her infidelity and how he knew. And she's claiming, you know. She, she was faithful the whole time, and she never cheated on him, and she doesn't know what she's, he's talking about. But he knows. He heard the friends. Uh, God forbid there's any thought of, maybe I misunderstood the scenario. Um, so the man takes the last dart off of her table and says the rules never specified. They had to use their own darts uh, and gets Deckham to agree. He's like, yeah, darts just have to hit the board. It doesn't matter which one, uh, as long as it's your board like that you get the points on. Uh, so he takes her dart. He gets ready to throw it so he can earn back some points to win. And uh, he says, uh, they've always been pitted against each other with this game. Why Why act like they're a team now? So he says, uh, he says he'll give old play to win Maki, uh, Machi uh, a taste of her own medicine. She says, who the hell's Machi? You. That, that's your nickname. Like, no. That, you don't remember? It was uh, an old high school friend of mine that we lost touch with. I invited her to the wedding. She didn't like her, you know, uh, birth name, so her nickname was Machi, and it's similar to hers, and we haven't seen her in a long time. I love storytelling, where you can just pull out any fucking fact you want, and it just is the story now! (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember my age-old high school friend, Brendan, also named Brendan? uh, Actually, true, I do have a very good friend named also Brendan. (laughs) Bad example. It's not... Alright, I see the flaw. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, she says like, that wasn't me. She also married a, a doctor and has been in, in faithful and has a boyfriend and she, you know, like working through that stuff, but it wasn't me. We just have similar sounding names or, you know, nicknames, I guess. Uh, and the man realizes that his wife wasn't lying and he admits that he was wrong <laughs> to turn on her so fast. Uh, and she pushes him away, taking the dart, uh, taking his chances away and saying, uh, I'll show you. And we get a bunch of flashbacks of their life together, like married, dating, doesn't that first meet, all the yada 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 montage. And at the very end of the montage, we see them uh, in the car on their honeymoon 
as they go sailing off a cliff, which is presumably how they died. And it seems like she trips or, like, fumbles with the dart when she's throwing it, but she still nails a bullseye and gets him right in the heart. That's which- talent, baby. <laughs> mm. Make it mm, look good. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's drama. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he clutches his heart and falls over and starts coughing up blood. And Deckham starts clapping, saying, we got a winner. The lady wins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she gets a very large Garfield pl- No. Um, <laughs> I wish. Can you <laughs> imagine being sent off to heaven with a big Garfield? That Everyone would be heaven, so baby. jealous. <laughs> What else do you Evan is a big Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> and uh, so he uh, scrambles to try and pull some of the darts off the board, uh, saying he can throw them again to get more points. And she says, there's no point. She asks it, uh, if the bar... Uh, and that's when she asks the bartender, like, we're already dead, aren't we? And Duncan uh, confirms. He's like, yep, you died at the same time. That's why you arrived here at the same time. And we're determining who goes to heaven and who goes to hell with the game. And then we get more flashbacks, and we see the man kind of just being kind of controlling and just a real dick and we see the whole time that it's after they got married he still thinks she's cheating on him so he's he's very resentful towards her and while they're driving the car on the honeymoon her phone rings he's like oh aren't you gonna answer that she's like no i'll get it later he's like no just answer it now thinking it was uh her lover uh and when he rustles the phone from her that's when they go sailing off the cliff so oops doubt in your marriage calls you to die let so that be a lesson for all of you. <laughs> Trust blindly, even if you have uh, proof of infidelity. <laughs> and uh, so he begs her. Uh, he starts having like a kind of a breakdown, and he's begging her to admit that the child isn't his because he's realizing like, oh, it was his fault. All their memories are coming back to them now, and he's realizing like, I was the jerk. I messed up, and I killed us both and our unborn child. Uh, so he's like, please, just tell me it's not my child. I guess relieve him of some level of guilt. And while the woman's walking away, uh, she says he was right for once. Uh, she never loved him. Who would ever marry someone like him? She was only in it for the money. And starts laughing maniacally. I do like, similar to uh, Patui Kakegurui, um, <laughs> like how ugly they get when their personalities get ugly. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's a good and nice choice. It's cool. Yeah, you can see the budget was really on, like, these moments, like, as opposed to them, like, walking out of the elevator. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we gotta make them gnarled and twisted and have a lot more movement in yeah. these reveals. And she said, uh, it was obvious, wasn't it? She only wanted his money and, uh, you know, of course that isn't her kid, or his kid. Uh, she was lying the whole time. And, <laughs> believe it or not, it doesn't go over well with the guy. So he runs over to the board, grabs two darts, and goes to stab her. <laughs> And as he runs over, Deckham uh, throws at his hand and releases like a bunch of like very thin, like translucent-looking clear strings that wrap around the man and string him up, preventing him from uh, attacking. Them. Saying that the game is over, the decision was made, and when they have a winner, so he has to abide by the rules. Uh, and we see the man kind of gets like knocked out by the strings, and Deckham uh, picks up the man and carries him off back to the elevator. And we see uh, the man gets in his elevator, and the woman gets in her elevator that they came down in. And the man is, like, strung up like a marionette puppet, like, on all the threads still. And uh, we see uh, the mask above the elevators that they arrived in. Uh, I believe the man arrived in an elevator that had an Oni mask on it, and the woman arrived in a mask that had a Noe mask on it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And as they're leaving, the masks are switched now. Yeah. But they're getting into the same elevators. Hmm. And uh, as... uh, Oh, and the door's shut, and they go off on the elevators. 
Uh, and then we get the ending, which is just a montage of the couple, like photos of them going on dates and stuff and their wedding and stuff so just reflection on their life mm-hmm. and then we get uh, a post-credit scene of two two women popping out and they're complimenting Deckham uh, on how he did like good work out there kid you really uh, pulled it off and we see uh, he asks uh, it's, a, it's a taller woman and a very short woman uh, and he asks the taller woman about it he's like oh what did you think she goes oh if I'm being honest I thought it was awful I thought it was terrible People just turning on each other like that. And the show. Uh, finally, an opinion I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get your rocks off at seeing these two people who love each other turn on each other so quickly? Uh, and the shorter woman next to her is like, ah, don't worry, you'll get used to it, which is really setting the tone for the show. Uh, and the taller woman asks, uh, what happened to them Like when they went off the elevator? And the shorter woman says, uh, the man uh, will be reincarnated and sent back into life. The woman will be sent into the void, which is uh, akin to the mass that were on their representation respective uh, elevators. So, interesting reveal there. And that's Ooh. episode one. Ooh. <laughs> uh, boy, well, gotta be honest, I wasn't a fan of that first episode. I'm I'm looking forward to moving into new territory with yeah. this second one. Um, <laughs> Something new, so, shake it up. Yeah, uh, so uh, we, see th- we see the taller woman. Uh, just... She does she ever get a name? Just I don't nope. think so. Tall, who cares? Um, dark haired woman. That's what I dark, kept calling her. Yeah, the black haired woman w- wakes up on a little tree bed, which I loved. I, I want that <laughs> uh, in in like the terrarium area, and uh, the shorter woman, uh, Nona, is standing there and is like, "Hey, what's your name?" And the woman's like, "I." I don't know. And Nona's like, hey, yeah, I'm fucking with you. I know you don't know. Come on, let's go. Uh, we gotta go to the 15th floor. Nona's kind of like, um, what is that character from Cyberpunk? Edge Runners. Oh, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. She has Rebecca vibes, but not as much energy. Yeah. From the opening, I was expecting her to be like, the plucky little sister who's always getting into schemes. But she's like, the boss here. Or yeah. at least yeah. has the energy of it. Yeah, so they go, they take they take a trolley up, I guess, uh, and then go to an elevator, and they meet Clavis, the elevator man. Good name. Good name for an <laughs> elevator man. <laughs> He's in the opening, I assume he comes back later, but... Yeah. Uh, currently, he only exists in this elevator. Yeah. Uh, his soul is bound to it. Schrodinger's clavis. <laughs> uh, so they go into the bar area, the jellyfish zone, because there are aquariums, and then the chandelier is a big jellyfish. Yay! Uh, <laughs> and uh, they meet Deckham, the bartender, and uh, they tell her that uh, they're going to be judging some recently deceased people. And the woman's like, recently deceased? Fuck, does that mean me, too? And they're like, oh, yeah, probably, so don't worry about it too much. (laughs) Uh, And we get downloads on people's memories, and uh, uh, we have to judge them because we can't just judge them based on their memories. We also have to take in the quality of how they were in this death game when we, uh, you know, d- trick them. Uh, and you're here as an assistant. 
Uh, so they go into the upside down dummy room because uh, they have to remind you it's there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Deckham, he he loves dummies. Don't think about it too hard." Uh, I like that. Uh, Nona says that it's his hobby, that mannequins are his hobby, which is akin to when in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie says his hobby is magnets. <laughs> yes. Non-specifically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just love when dummies hang upside down. Okay, how is that an activity? Uh, do you dress <laughs> I them mean, up? I guess I he's want keeping them his hands busy. Be- <laughs> that's a hobby right when you're the grim reaper you gotta do something to entertain yourselves sometimes you got a lot of mannequins and just play life-size house <laughs> uh so they sit down and they're like shush be quiet because uh we get to watch the game the people are here and uh they're sitting in the dummy room and uh they're watching the game through a one-way mirror uh one-way mirror i can i never remember how to say that mm. i also never remember how to say it I think that's right. or a two-way mirror but yeah two-way mirror I'm, yeah. I'm like one-way mirror is that just a mirror yeah <laughs> well it's a mirror one person can see through the two-way mirror it becomes two-way when they turn off the mirror and you can see through both sides like a pane of glass it's one you mean mirror. like a window yeah when it's just a window? That's a two-way mirror. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ooh, um, yeah, so they explain the pretty uh, baseline psychology of intimidation of, ooh, we need them to think these are life-or-death stakes. They are. Uh, so we have to trick them into thinking they're gonna die. They're already dead. Uh, and... Uh, uh, we need to put the players into mental stress because uh, this is a big judge of how we judge them. Is this um, Danganronpa? Is this what Danganronpa is about? No. no? Okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. All right. Never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> I, mean, I cannot play game. with you in this bit, Brent. <laughs> I, this isn't a bit. I genuinely. <laughs> I only watched three episodes of that show. I never played the game. We can move on. I feel like it's less of a. Danganronpa is definitely not like a judgment thing for the teenagers. It's more of like a. Among us. This crazy bear gets off on watching everybody <laughs> kill each other, <laughs> which is different. The bear in this situation is no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, they tell the players heaven and hell is real because that's just an easy way to express it. But the reality is the good folks are reincarnated and the bad folks are lost to the void. They just, uh, shoot their souls out into space with a t-shirt cannon and (laughs) that's it. (laughs) Um, and so we watch the first episode Again, from a slightly different perspective. I was going insane because I hated that first episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so they go through the whole thing again just with, like, asides of, oh, wow, uh, cheating, oh, oh, pain, does that really hurt? Literally the same conversations had by the players because it's still again this person learning how this world works like we did in the first episode Mm. um and so we see all that and then she's like oh but 
but maybe she lied about being pregnant. Uh, so we go to where we see the after credit scene from episode one, uh, where she's like, yeah, hey, that sucked. Um, what? So what were the results of that? Can you say? And they're like, yeah, the guy's going to be reincarnated because he was so good and the woman sucked. So she's going into the void. And the girl's like, hey, is that what you got from that? <laughs> I, Me also am asking the other people, is that what you got from that? Because after he tried, you know, like stabbing her and was like, hey, un- unravel me. I got to get a couple more hits in on that bitch of a wife. I feel as though if she was telling the truth that they both should have been voided. <laughs> yes. T-shirt cannoned into into space. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like the whole thing is uh uh this woman's like yeah, so you can't you took her at face value for saying it was someone else's baby, right? But he had so much guilt for killing them. She probably lied to make him feel a little better. And he, Deckham's like, huh, I didn't consider that. But again, this guy was just so <laughs> insistent on inflicting pain and winning this game. And uh, <laughs> just... He's about... If they weren't already dead, he was about to murder his own wife with two darts. Which, it takes a while to do. So he's <laughs> real dedicated. Yes. <laughs> it wouldn't be an anime without a quadruple, maybe a quintuple, red herring. It is <laughs> yes. just truly insane that presumably Deckham has been doing this for a long time. I would think he's immortal. <laughs> and he presumably he's got messed hair. up this one we saw. So <laughs> who knows what else he's messed up. It, it was at this point I really couldn't understand. Like, I'm enjoying the show. I can't understand the point of this. If they get all the memories of the people coming to them and still have to make this, like, arbitrary choice, and then can also fuck it up. And in hindsight, realize that they fucked it up. It's like, what's magical about this? This just feels like people. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of the plot of The Good Place. Which is not to say that this is as good as The Good Place. (laughs) The Good Place is prime television viewing, and if you haven't watched it, you should. But it is a very similar concept. Yeah, Yeah, I think I am ruined by, uh, you know, a show (laughs) that thought about how an afterlife could theoretically work because yeah it doesn't make any sense because they're like oh uh he's sad about killing uh uh, the child which he did because he was insanely jealous and tried to physically attack his wife for not answering a phone call yeah uh, because he half overheard something (laughs) and jumped to conclusions when nothing actually was wrong at all and she just happened to have a name of someone else that he overheard gossip about and so that caused her death i mean and they're like "Mm, she sucks uh, essentially saying why this system is bad and wouldn't work (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean maybe this show does too we're only three episodes in but it, it that's true second episode in it did make me really go Hey, wait a minute. Just, <laughs> hey, hold on. Because even with the unborn child being a large factor in this decision, she admits that it's someone else's child lying to him so he won't feel bad when he's reincarnated. But she essentially takes that unborn child hostage and into the void with her. And they're like, yep, you're both gone. It's like, wait, 
Wait. <laughs> I mean, it's dead anyway. It's, I yeah, mean, that, all dead. Like, the that's the thing for dead. me, is he's freaking out about this child he only learned about after he was dead. He yeah. at no point in his life knew that she was pregnant. So he is feeling bad after the fact that he killed his unborn child that he didn't know existed. And again, he's such a good guy, we need to reincarnate him. Did not feel any concern about killing his wife and is only concerned about his hypothetical child. Uh, but they're like, mm, but she told a lie and fucked somebody, so I guess we gotta destroy your soul. We don't care for whores. This is a puritanical Christian anime. Uh, but... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Deckham's like, huh, I didn't consider that. It's like, then what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you're just gonna go off of their memories, like, don't set up this whole elaborate thing if you're gonna take bad lessons from it anyways. I, yeah, I assume that they got the memories. Like, we know how they live their lives. And, like, even if their memories are biased, we have two of them to compare the memories against. So, like, judge them just on that. Then why have the whole point of the death game? Listen. I've enjoy- yeah. <laughs> I enjoy the setup, but it is inherently flawed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they question Deckham's decision, and Nona is like, yeah, hey, Deckham, you've been doing this a long time. She just started. Get your fucking act together, my dude. <laughs> Go make us drinks, idiot, stupid, stupid, stupid idiot. <laughs> um, so... Uh, he does go make them drinks. Uh, Nona leaves and is like, well, you've seen it. Do it. You know how the game works. Yeah. That's what being trained in retail is like. <laughs> <laughs> I was truly having that thought of like, hey, why? Deckham, that, you just did such a bad job. Who trained you? Anyway, new kid, I hope you'll figure it out. Goodbye. <laughs> Learn from his mistake. Uh, so... Yeah, they're going to be doing this together going forward. Uh, and Nona goes up the elevator and says, oh, that that girl actually has to watch out. Ooh, something spooky. This way comes. That's well, the end of episode two. Real, real quick. Nona says, like, ah, oh, that girl has some talent. And Corbin Hopper, the elevator man, I forget his name. <laughs> uh, says, oh, you never compliment anyone. And Nona rethinks what uh, the assistant said, because, again, we never get her name. Um, and realizes that the man was never going to trust anybody because he was, like, because he knew his wife was cheating on him and he held it against her and was, like, so adamant on, like, trying to catch her in the act and so vindictive about it. So she's like, no, wait a minute. On second thought, that guy sucked too, which I think goes back to the beginning point of they both should have been voided. Um, And she's like, no, that girl still has a lot to learn. And I'm just like, again, what's the point of this? (laughs) See, I'm just having so much difficulties not having no one else be like, yeah, this guy sucks. We can see that, right? Because this realization is like after they discuss, yeah, he sucked. She probably wasn't actually cheating on him or wasn't pregnant with someone else's child. And now she has a revelation of maybe he was bad hmm. <laughs> it's like why does it have to sink in so hard Too late now we've already reincarnated him to be another asshole in a new life oh well uh. you win some you lose some yeah um episode three we open on some kids saying goodbye to each other in a park a little flashback moment then we get deckham waking somebody up it's a dude in a beanie 
They're in the bar, and Deckham tells him to sit at the bar where a girl is already seated. And it seems like they don't know each other. She's like, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, okay, hey. Um, Deckham welcomes them and asks them if they remember anything from before coming here. And he says uh, the last thing he remembers is riding a bus home from college, and the girl says she doesn't remember anything. So Deckham and a dark-haired girl explain the rules of the bar. Um, They're the same as before telling them their lives are on the line and they can't leave. And just like the other couple, they try the elevator, but it doesn't work. The girl says she really doesn't remember anything at all, not even her name. But uh, the guy in the beanie says he remembers a few things, then that his name is Shigeru. So she's pretty nervous and scared. Uh, They go back to the bar and Deckham says, if it makes you feel any better, the game will help you remember your name. (laughs) Uh... And she says, eh, if it helps me remember things, then I'll do it. And Shigeru agrees to play with her. And the game they get is bowling. Bowling. Ooh. <laughs> um, so the dark-haired girl says the game is the same as regular bowling, but their bowling balls have representations of each of their hearts inside, and they're playing with each other's heart. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder what that Symbolism. Is. Symbolism. <laughs> Um, so they start playing, uh, Shigeru goes to grab the ball and the heart beats and he's like, Ugh! and then Deckham is like, yeah, they're like linked to your actual hearts and they're the same temperature as your bodies. And I was thinking about how weird it would be to pick up a bowling ball and have it be like hot, yeah. <laughs> warm. And not hot, but perfectly you temperature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but there's no like pain involved in this one. So the girl asks if they really have to use these bowling balls, and Deckham says yes. Shigeru takes the ball, and he wonders if girl is nervous, and he thinks about how warm the ball feels, and he gets all blushy. Um, So he throws, and he gets eight pins. Uh, His turn is over. Time for girl's turn. She freaks out at the ball, too, and he tries to calm down, but the heart is beating fast, so she knows that he's nervous. (gasps) Um... She throws, and I thought, she has pretty good form. And then he tells her that she has good form. (laughs) And I was like, oh. Um, She knocks down five pins, and when he compliments her, she, like, tosses her hair, and he is, like, entranced by her. Uh, Shigeru gets up. love and pulling. The drink. Mm. (laughs) The sexiest sport. (laughs) Truly. Life or death bowling. It was the high-octane anime we've been hoping for. (laughs) Now that. There's lots of wood involved. <laughs> if there was a whole show that was Life or Death Bowling, and it was just crazy, I would watch that. There's a new one called Blue Lock, which is uh, Death Game Soccer. So, like, <gasps> give it two years. We'll get it. Hell yeah. Um, hey, hey, make the Death Game uh, show you want to see in the world. <laughs> death Game Wii Sports. Nice. Um, so... Shigeru gets up to take his next turn, and he has a memory of a little girl he used to play with. The the one from the... No, we don't see it yet. He just remembers it. And he's like, hmm, could it be? Um, so, so far, it seems like it's going well. They're just, like, having a friendly game. Um, the dark-haired girl comments on it, and Deckham says, like, oh, it seems like you're getting used to the whole process. Bowling continues. They're, like, cheering each other on and stuff. And they both say that they're having a nice time, but the girl is a little sad that she still can't remember who she is. Um, he's like, hey, 
I'm going to make a side bet with you. If I win, you have to go on a date with me. And then dark haired girl feels bad for them because they're dead and all. <laughs> dark haired girl is like, ooh, that automatically sends you to the void. Oh, sorry. Ah, shit. <laughs> no flirting in the bar. <laughs> um, and then girl wonders why this all feels familiar and like good. And as she throws the next ball, she has a memory of working in a bowling alley and seeing Shigeru with his friends. So she's met him, not met him, she's seen him before. And that's all she gets. Until... Finally, something made me think of bowling. (laughs) (laughs) It took me this long. Um... Until she my was, my place was uh, candle pin bowling, so it was a little different. Oh, so yeah. It took me a second to catch on. <laughs> um, she has the memory from the beginning of the episode, and it was them. Uh, <sighs> and he hear, she hears him say the name Chisato in the memory. So she turns around. She's like, that's me. I'm Chisato. We're friends. We used to play together. Me, you, and Mai. So they start chatting and catching up. And Deckham tells the dark-haired girl that it's the beginning of the end, and she's like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) And then he leans over and whispers something in her ear so we don't hear it. It's the final frame. That's usually typically. (laughs) Don't you fucking know the rules of bowling, you idiot? (laughs) Come on, I thought you were supposed to be the sports expert here. (laughs) When you get three strikes in a row, it's called a turkey. In 1975. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think you are? I am. Wow. Bowling reference. (laughs) The one I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh. So, um, dark haired girl reacts negatively to whatever he said, and he covers her mouth with his hand, and he's like, so those two might not have the happy ending you're hoping for. I like Ooh. that she turns to him and says, care to explain? He goes, no. <laughs> Just flat out. <laughs> Shut up. Her. And then she like throttles him and makes him explain. <laughs> uh, so Chisato tells Shigeru that she'll throw a gutter ball in the next turn. So she'll lose and have to go on a date with him. And then as he throws his next turn, he has the same memory of the bowling alley. Uh, and he's with his friends and he points her out to them being like, oh, she's so cute. And they're like, oh, you don't know her? Uh, she did this and this, but we don't hear what she did, so... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, and then he remembers being on a bus and seeing her, and he goes up to her and says something, and then the bus crashes! What? They were dead the whole time! What? Um, so Shigeru gets a strike, but he's freaked out, like, laying on the ground, and Shisato's like, oh, what's wrong? But he recovers and says he's fine. Um, and she goes to grab her ball and notices that his heart is beating fast. So she throws and she remembered the, (laughs) she remembers the bus crash too. And she remembers that she's not Chisato. She's my. (gasps) Cause the memory was from her perspective, but she thought she was like watching it like a movie and that she was Chisato. But no. Um, so Shigeru asks Deckham if they're dead, and he's like, yep, and he starts explaining everything, but Shigeru's like, no, that's okay, you don't gotta, that's, shut up. <laughs> I've seen him. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Shigeru goes up to Mai, and she starts talking, like, about to explain herself, but he's like, I still have a date to claim. 
they can we can still chat and spend time together. And she says she would like that, but she has to tell him something. And he's like, you don't need to. I already know. That's pretty sweet. Um, and so they ask for a little time for a date. Um, and Deckham offers five minutes and the dark-haired girl freaks out on him. But he's like, I'm kidding. You got, you crazy kids enjoy yourselves. <laughs> You're not getting any deader. <laughs> we got all the time in the world yeah. before you get shot off into space. <laughs> um so, after their date, uh, they're holding hands in front of the elevator, saying they had a good time, and they part ways. And we hear what Deckham told the dark-haired girl, er, dark-haired girl earlier, um, just that she's not Chisato, and that she doesn't remember her operation. Um, so the elevator doors close, uh, and then we see all the memories and what the operation was. And she had had plastic surgery because she was insecure about her looks. She wanted to stand out more. Um, but yeah, so we see that they are both going to be reincarnated. Woo, double happy. Hooray. Um, and I thought it was nice that they that it had a positive outcome. Because like, I was like, this is probably all going to be like shitty people. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. see terrible people doing terrible things. But this one's just some sweet kids who liked each other very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially when they're getting into, like, ah, oh, hidden identity stuff at the end. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. <laughs> the uh, the end sequ- sequence has pics, pics from their little date. Um, after the credits, dark-haired girl asks if my actually looked like Chisato. And Deckham's like, I don't know. People <laughs> people in life are a mystery. And, and everybody's connected in one way or another. Isn't that beautiful? And then the dark-haired girl blows a strike, so... Sick. Cool. (laughs) And that's episode three. I wasn't sure what the deal... Because, like, he's at the bowling alley with his friends, and his friends are like, didn't you hear she had plastic surgery? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Did she kill people, and she's a serial killer, and she disguised her face to hide? Like, what is the scam with that? Because it didn't seem like anything to me. I two had to look at like the description on the very legal website I was watching to see right, right. what <laughs> they were trying to get at. Yeah. So apparently like uh, Giada, what, what was the name? Uh, Chisado was the Chisado, the thank you. Uh, Chisado was a childhood friend that was there and then moved away and then yeah. May took on Chisado's face because boy liked her more, so she was like, ooh, but what if I could be Chisato? And that's what she did surgery-wise. So it's like, no, you weren't dating the one friend, you were actually dating the other friend in disguise. Hmm. And then they were like, yeah, no one cares. Yeah. So it's like, okay, then why have the stakes of, like, this is a, supposed to be like a salacious thing. And they're yeah. like, no, she looks like my crush. So I'm going to date her <laughs> even if she's not my crush. <laughs> but but she my childhood crush. But she's not your crush. Yeah, the crush is gone. So th- that's a good alternative. OK, but like plastic surgery. <sighs> good for her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, OK, thank you for explaining because I really didn't understand the big deal. I just thought i didn't think about it that hard i just kind of accepted it for what it was because especially that young i feel like to say someone got plastic surgery is pretty like it's a you know there's a stigma yeah Mm -hmm. so 
you know. I, I thought I, that was the thing of like, oh, she got her face done. Isn't that weird, man? Like, I thought that's what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think with the tone set by episode one, I was expecting something just much more depraved and like uh, <laughs> yeah. absurd. Yeah. I, I thought it was also going to be like a trans uh, allegory of like, oh, she was a boy. And I, I'm like, that would have been sweet as hell because they both it went down and they both had a very cute date. Like, that would have been very nice. Mm-hmm. But, but no, they had to go with direction. the confusing non-ending. <laughs> she got rid of her freckles. <gasps> like, that's the only thing I saw different. I was like, I don't know. Whatever. She got an eye lift. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Something. I don't know. <laughs> just one. Different. One wanted to be higher than the other. <laughs> oh, how did I not notice? She's got just whopping double H proofs. <laughs> she got veneers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> are we there yet? I feel, <laughs> feel like with the middle episode recap, probably not. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I kind of liked episode three. Yeah. I wish we started with that storyline <laughs> and not the one and two. Ah, uh, we're married, but we're dead. But you cheated. But I'm pregnant. But you killed the baby. Like, just that feels like just such. What's drama? I've watched a movie. <laughs> I watched a future diary, and I think I get it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what they said. Yeah, so, like, episode one, just going to the extremes. Because, like, I, too, love a death game. I, too, like, I liked the concepts of them doing it. And then they just, oh, let me trip and throw a bullseye at his heart. And, wait, that actually didn't do anything? He just went ow for a second, but that was, like, our big dramatic stakes? Uh, Yeah, it's not like they died on the spot. So it's kind of ooh, ow. So, like, the tone and stuff, like, I'm into, but the storytelling is not good. (laughs) And clearly (laughs) just needing to be like, wait, so we need, what happened? Uh, As much as we have is not uh, good. But, yeah, I, I... I, too, love the good place, this sort of concept of, like, yeah, afterlife judgment stuff I am very on board with, but I feel like this is not great storytelling. Mm. I, uh, personally, I feel like maybe I've talked about this before on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I wasn't that confused, personally. Like, I feel like I pretty much understood everything that was happening. Like, the first one was just bad in that it was, like, so back and forth of, like, oh, but she lied. She did actually, like, love him and wasn't cheating on him. And she regretted the one time she cheated on him. Like, it just felt like it was too much. Like, they just kept (laughs) building on shit. Yes. Um, That didn't need to be built on. It could have (laughs) just been them both being bad people, and that would have been interesting enough. Mm-hmm. I think another thing in the first episode is that they make it seem like every game is one person will go to heaven and one person will go to hell. Mm-hmm. So in the second one where you see that, that they're both good people, they're both going to heaven, I was like, so they both could have gone to hell because they were both, tech- like, based on Deckham's judgment, even though he was wrong about the woman, they both could have gone to hell. Yeah, you know what I'm I, saying? So, like, yeah. those nice stakes... Sub- are nothing actually <laughs> which kind of feels dumb to like make it seem like it's such a big deal in the first one um yeah, i think that it was intentional in the first one that way it is more of a surprise in episode three when it's like oh because we like we said we thought one of them was going to hell yeah it's like oh no they both could have it. it's like oh that's nice but yeah it does they do set up a lot of rules and stuff in episode one that 
<laughs> seems to be counteracted immediately. Yeah. Yeah, because I... why did the game matter at all in episode three? Just to have them have a little date? Yeah, they just want to have a date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, truly, the uh... game had no bearing on their judgment. There was nothing to it. Compared yeah. to the first one, the which is like, was... will you hurt your loved one? Yeah. I also think the specificity of like, like it. Not everybody. If you yeah. die alone, not with somebody you love, you don't do this <laughs> because it's specifically people who have died at the same time and have some kind of connection with each other. At least right. that we've seen so far, and I think that's weird that there's like that specific rule. What does everybody else do? You just, you just go on about straight your... to the void. Yeah, no questions asked. This is I... the only chance of being reincarnated is dying <laughs> near someone. someone. So I think there's a lot of it that's like, it again, it is just kind of like bad writing. But mm-hmm. I did enjoy it while I watched it. I was like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, with episode three, I thought it was going to be more dependent on like the bowling ball is your heart and it beats when yours does, and it was going to be more of that death game betrayal like prisoner dilemma mm. of uh like oh she because she was like oh i'm gonna throw a gutter ball and then get some of her memory back and then accidentally throws a gutter ball but it seemed like she messed up and was going to try and sh- do a strike normally um and i thought it was gonna be like mind games of like oh i'm gonna do a gutter ball wink and when the other person picked up their ball the heart was beating a lot faster proving that the other person was lying mm. so then there was like the mind games element none yeah. of that none of that in episode three um, See, that would be a good plot for a death game show that this <laughs> death game show did not do because they just wanted to have them go on a pre-date before sending them on their f- real date. I, I agree with that. I'm going to be real, though. I liked episode three better than the others. So I'm like, yeah, let them have a cute date before, like in purgatory. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to agree with you guys. I like the vibes. I like the characters that are at least in the opening that seem to be the regulars. Um, they seem fun. and I like the designs. Music, great. Uh, but yeah, like the world building and like role establishment just seems real counterintuitive when mm-hmm. ultimately it's like we have one person judging you that is flawed and not an omnipresent deity. So they can make mistakes. It's like, cool. Why? Because <laughs> you really are not human. So That's the thing, just- too. You can't have this be a thing when the people doing the judging are really bad at their job. Yeah, Deku, Deku, Deku should have been fired. Doesn't understand emotions. Like, yeah, he's not good at reading people. It's like, like I guess that's why he has an assistant now. But it's just like, yeah, it, it's it just it's the uh, the thing where you have to train your replacement. Hey, oh, yeah. Deckham, come in here real quick. Um, yeah, I I see in the reports you revived oh, three serial killers last week. Um, they won how- the game. Yeah, <laughs> they're re- uh, they're really good at ping pong. What do you want me to say? <laughs> it it feels like the game is irrelevant, or like their lives previously were irrelevant, and this is just one last chance at possibly being reincarnated if they impress the judges here. But then that also makes all the memories that the ju- the arbiters get irrelevant because if none of the history matters, it's just manip. It the the, his- the memories just seem to be further uh, stuff you use to manipulate them and to stress them out more. But like. I don't, yeah, it just feels weird and unnecessarily confusing, which yeah. is usually my bag of chips. I usually love that. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. It's episode one and two. Kind of weird choices. Episode three, fantastic. More of that, please. 
Uh, but yeah, like you said, with the quadruple red herrings, my favorite storytelling is like, okay, they're, they have amnesia, so we're just going to give you a backstory, so you have to take it at face value, because we don't know anything about them, right? Cool. You, the audience, accept this as truth? Cool. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> that was a that was a lie. Okay, now that we said it's a lie, wait. No, he had a misunderstanding. Ah, we got you again. We got Double you again. Lie. We're we're so good at twists. <laughs> the more plot twists there are, the better the story, right? It mm-hmm. it reminds me of late seasons of Heroes, where mm. Skyler, a serial killer who could shapeshift into people had his memories erased and had memories of someone else implanted into his brain so he thought he was that other person and then shapeshifted into that other person for like a whole season. What? No, he was actually someone else. We just mentally gaslit him into shapeshifting into someone else and taking on their identity. It's like, hey, I know the writer strike killed this show. It was going to die anyway. Let's bury the fish. (laughs) If this was your big idea, (laughs) it was going downhill anyway. It's like that levels of like plot twist and pivoting i'm like nah man <laughs> Let this one die. Uh, well if there's a show that hopefully you send in this recommendation before it needs to die please <laughs> send it don't wait that long send in those recommendations now <laughs> you can email us at are we there yet at gmail.com or reach out to us on tiktok or tumblr at are we there yet uh uh yeah yep you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Honey Period D or on Tumblr at just Honey D, all one word. Uh, and Honey is spelled H U N N I E. You can find me in the pharmaceutical idol of your local Walgreens looking for uh, lactate pills. I got tummy issues. The Walgreens cryptid. Specifically, <laughs> your local Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, you listening in Duluth. <laughs> oh, fuck. Calling you out. <laughs> Tim in Duluth, this is for you. Um, thank you to Camille really for our work. Thank you to Louis Zong for theme song stories. You can find all Louis music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Bye, Tim from Duluth. Bye, Tim. See you tomorrow. <laughs>